everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I am Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. <laughs> and we're not okay. No, we're fine. Yeah, we're good. Um, today on yeah. the show, we're starting a brand new series. Yay! Yay! Ah! Um, first one in a while. Yeah, first one in a little yeah. while. Uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna um, talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Ninja Turtles. The original trilogy is what we're gonna cover. Um, the 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 film series. This particular movie is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. Um, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. I was gonna get the exact date. March 30th, 1990. That's right. It is a 30 year old film. Spawned two sequels that we will cover later in the month. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, there's not a lot of introduction to it. You either know the Ninja Turtles or you don't. There's really not a lot of famous people in here. Um, you've got... There's, um, a, there's a small cameo by Baby Sam Rockwell. There is a small Baby Sam Rockwell know cameo. Cameo. And we do I get... Know cameo, um, really. The voice of Donatello is Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are the only two names I recognized at all. Um, directed by Steve Barron, who also went on to direct Coneheads, <laughs> as well as the music video for Take On Me. That's a good, that's a good music, music video. It's a really good right. music video. All right. So that's interesting. I'm sure Coneheads has its fans. Coneheads has Andrew fans. Andrew watches sure Coneheads. At least Andrew, once a year. Oh, Andrew, just probably on some yeah. obscure hal- or holiday that he knows about. But so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is based on the uh, the comic book series of the same name, uh, mm-hmm. created in 1984. Um. Which is kind of impressive when you think about it, how quickly they had a movie spit out. Um, yeah. Within six years, they had a, a a hit movie and a TV show and a massive toy line and all this craziness for these very strange characters. Mm-hmm. That's true. So what is, uh, what is everybody's relationship with the Ninja Turtles? Love them, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Is that like everybody the, loves them? The long end? time fan, long time yeah. fan, sure. So the turtles are good. <laughs> There's just something that works about them, and like I don't know a kid. Like today, they're all into Paw Patrol and stuff, right? But but when I don't know a kid that if you just introduce them to the Ninja Turtles and instantly hooked on them, it's just so simple. It's like they are superhero turtles, and who doesn't love that? Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, um, you know, well, they are what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was, I was gonna, exp- I was gonna explain the background of the turtles, unless anyone had more to say about what they love about them. No, anything. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll so it's pretty it. simple. These little baby turtles um, get radioactive ooze of sorts spilled onto them, and they become humanoid. And also, like I guess, perpetually teenagers. That's it's not even explained, really explained if they're perpetually teenagers. It's or like not, they grow but... into teenagers and then they remain teenage, yeah. even though they don't seem—I don't know—they don't seem very teenage to me. Besides Mikey, but you know that could be any age. Yeah, I mean, like 
it's always been a question of like they're teenage sure but like what how old are they are they like right. 16 17 19 because right. there's a lot of, there's a wide range of what you are can they be 13 mikey's exactly. definitely 13 they so, they definitely don't seem to be like like they're definitely not like a bunch of ninth graders <laughs> they're, they're they're mentored by splinter a rat who was yeah. also exposed to the toxic sludge and turned into a uh, uh sensei <laughs> yeah large humanoid like rat yeah kind of also not super explained but um it's something you don't need explanation for he teaches them how to fight how to be ninjas and they become mm-hmm. superheroes and the rest is history <laughs> um i really this movie <laughs> it's such as i don't even know where to start with it because like i don't personally have a lot of nostalgia for the movie i got a little bit but i was always i loved the cartoon and the toys mm-hmm. i didn't watch the movie over and over again um so it didn't feel particularly nostalgic to me to watch this it's enjoyable and i liked it and it's fun but there's not much for me to really grab onto with it and kind of talk about because it it just kind of works for what it is and that doesn't mean it has to work super hard for it. <laughs> um, you, once you accept that there are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the rest is kind of gravy. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need to question the world a lot because if you did, you'd drive yourself crazy. For example, I can't even criticize this because it's like, all right, sure. But I thought it was hilarious how Raphael can just walk around in like, a trench coat and a film noir hat and mm-hmm. not be recognized as a turtle. Yeah, very clearly with his face <laughs> clearly exposed. In no, no way he looked like a person, but he's but just like... he was. Dipped his hat He down. was recognized during that chase with... I don't remember if he was chasing the foot clan or if it was... Eventually he was, yeah, but, but the whole point... He got hit by that cabin that they go, what was that? And he goes, it looked like a giant turtle wearing a trench coat. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Just, it's just Pretty like... Like, like, it's like a slow Tuesday in New York City. Like, hey, okay, yeah, what else? Is, oh, like, what else? New York, that surprise you? New York just city. got a lot of characters. That guy looks like a turtle. What do you want? Eh, you know, it's one of those crazy kids in a costume again. It's Halloween. Hey, kid, take your turtle suit back to back to back to to to, the, to to Times Square. Get out of my sewer. Uh, I also want to comment. So, in terms of tiny little things, okay, if we can just speak on that for a minute. One of my favorite things is so uh, at there's a moment in the movie in which April O'Neil is grilling the uh, local precinct captain right over the Foot Clan and watching this particular news broadcast is the Shredder. If you watch the screens he's watching, there is a uh, cut. There's there's a shot reverse shot going back and forth between the reporter and the guy, which does not happen in news. There is no like I'm an interviewer. Put a camera on me on that side, and you, I'll have a camera on my side to get him, and we'll just cut back and forth in live, <laughs> live conversation. It yeah. was very much like a movie cut that he was already watching. Um, so I found that to be kind of funny. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not something that like really matters. Like the movie is probably as good as it has any right to be. Like it's like what do you expect? It's it's a, it's an adaptation of a cartoon which is an adaptation of a comic book, which is a parody of several comic books. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, 
already kind of like a, a weird nebulous thing, but like it has its moments where it's fun. It has its moments where you're like, boy, this didn't age great. And then it has its moments where it's just kind of like, you know, whatever, man. Yeah. Like, like what, like, like what, like, I think I, I was talking to you and Josh about this. If you were to get offended by this movie being bad, it would be like, well, who, who cares? Yeah. Like why? Right, like, right, right. It doesn't matter. Like, like, what did you expect? Did you expect to walk into Citizen Kane when you sat down into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> listen, did you get listen. Thinking this was going to be the Casablanca of kids' movies. It's just, it's so similar to how I treat Adam Sandler movies and why people get so upset with Adam Sandler movies. Listen, you know what you're getting into when you walk in through those doors, friends. If you walk yeah. into an Adam Sandler movie, you better be prepared to be disappointed and yes. excited to be surprised. Uh, same thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. You should go in thinking, this is going to be some shit. And then if that's good, that's great. If it's bad, well, yeah, that makes sense. So if you don't like it, it's kind of your fault. Let's yeah, just, if, just be real. Just be real. Like, I, I, I know they're out there. There are the fans of, of you know everything. Star Wars, DC, Marvel, uh, uh, uh Transformers, whatever. But if you're the kind of person that's like, well, actually, you call me the turtles, you never actually did that sort of thing. You got very accurate. You sort of But here's the thing: it's like, come on, bro. It's it's the Ninja Turtles. Just just chill out, all right. If you're a big turtle fan, you probably already know. But there's a show on Netflix called the The Toys That Made Us, and the very first, I think it's the first episode, they talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy line, Mm -hmm. and what's and they get into the origin of the turtles and kind of just look at it from start to finish or to now. And what's really interesting is that the guys that wrote the comic book, the comic book is very dark and very violent. Uh, mm-hmm. But as they became more kid-friendly, those two guys, for most of it, were heavily involved in the creative aspects of it. So they were involved in some of the movie. They were involved in a lot of the TV show. Um, so basically, everything that we have gotten, for the most part, until I think they sold it to Viacom, and even then I think they were still involved, is the original creators bringing you that content for the most yeah. part. So that's, I mean, no matter what version of the Turtles you get, except for, again, more recently, those guys are still involved. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. What did you think, Andrew? Did, did this bring back nostalgia for you, or, or was this a first time? This was a, no, no, no. I, I saw this movie whenever it first came out. And um, I was, as a kid, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I've watched it. I've seen this movie God knows how many times. Like, I, I it was one of those, it was one of my very first it was one of those very, very first movies I ever got for like, I think it was for Christmas. Um, of uh, it just I just watched it over and over again because there was nothing else on. So uh, to a six-year-old, seven-year-old, I'm, it's, it's the greatest movie ever. Perfect. Fast forward now. I mean, obviously, if you're looking for substance in this, you know, you're not going to find it. Um if you're looking, I mean, if you're looking for like just a, just a decent time, just a decent time, just to, you know, just a throw, just to, to just watch the, as a throwback, then yeah, you got it. But yeah. like, um, what I like and I'm still marveled by is the puppetry. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that stuff is like a work of art and yeah. And you know, it's, it's all, it's all Jim Henson. It's all, it's, it, Jim Hansen's got is taking the reins right there. Yeah. 
Um, but like, I just remember watching this and I'm thinking, yeah, uh, like everybody in this movie that would later become better known actors, they're all babies, you know? And, and for, for a long time, I thought that the guy playing Casey Jones was Robert De Niro. Cause he looks, he looks and sounds like him. See, now like, I thought uh, this is, I thought it was, uh, it was Bill Pullman when I was see, a kid. I, I thought it was Christopher Maloney currently. <laughs> looks like he looks like I thought it was just a young Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Now, as a kid, I thought whenever I saw Independence Day, I was like, "Oh, it's Casey Jones." Uh, you know, it's <laughs> very wrong there. But yeah, uh, all in all, not a bad flick. Yeah, this is no. one of the first times. Like, in a while, we've watched a few movies from when we were kids for this show, but this is the first time in a while where I felt like nostalgia really played a, a weird part because it was, as I was watching it, I was like, you know, this isn't necessarily like incredibly well shot or, you know, like the color's kind of bad. Like there are, there are definite times where I was like, is that Raph or Mikey? I can't tell because the coloring in this movie is so off that like they look like this, like their masks just look the same color. For a lot, yeah, imagine being Gary. Totally agree. Um, so, so that question. So, it's not it's not great in those senses. It's not necessarily even like there's kung fu and there's there's you know karate or whatever. There's martial arts in the movie, and it's like it's good, but it's also not like not the best martial arts movie. Which is like the one thing they can maybe like really hang their hat on is like, hey, well, let's make it. Let's have a lot of fun with the martial arts. It's fun. It's cartoonish at times. It does have some tonal shifts at times where it's a little bit more serious. Like whenever Shredder's on screen, uh, on screen, it's like super serious. And um, I remember as a kid, this is actually one of the first times I think as a kid, like five or six years old, and I'd seen other. Obviously, I'd seen other movies, but I remember being genuinely like sad. I remember because the image just stuck in my mind of Raphael like laid low in this bathtub and Leonardo like falling asleep watching from the door. Um, and I was, I remember as a kid just being like, I think Raphael's going to die and I'm so sad. And, uh, it's really kind of an interesting moment in this movie. I like the sketch that's drawn. I wonder if that's like, um, I wonder if like, I wonder if the creator, one of the creators actually drew that sketch or not, because that would be a really cool way to like sneak some, uh, some stuff in there. But, uh, it's a weird, it's also kind of like echoed by this weird thing of like all of a sudden we're in April, April O'Neil's narration. Uh, which hadn't existed for the, re- the the rest of the movie and doesn't come back, but she's just like for some reason like I'm going to dictate a letter, yeah. and then like like has all this, and so like it, it's fine. And like if I if I had never seen it before, like if I didn't watch this as a kid or didn't like Ninja Turtles, I probably wouldn't. I probably be like this is a one or something, but like I think I don't know. It's just like what's what's to get upset about. It's it's kind of, it's kind of it was a lot of fun at times. Uh, I actually did get a couple of chuckles at times. I forgot, I or I didn't realize that Mikey and Donnie are just like a super comedic duo in this movie. Like I always remember Donnie as being more like geeky and like gadgets and stuff, but like him and Donnie are just goofing the whole movie, just new boot goofing, you know, new boot goofing. Um, going back to April O'Neil, April O'Neil is one of the best reporters we've ever seen <laughs> portrayed in a movie. 
I mean, mm-hmm. she's asking the tough questions. She's not taking no for an answer. She's doing deep dive investigative journalism. And as three of the four of us who have worked in the news industry know, none of that happens. <laughs> not a damn bit Call of it out. happens. Call so out. I was real Thank proud you. to see her out there hitting them hard with them questions. Good for her. Um, I don't like Raphael at all in this movie. Really? I don't. Not in the slightest. He is just a huge jerk the whole dang movie. And honestly, don't know why. I kind of... angry. And, like, I know that he's always kind of been the sarcastic one, but, like, he went over the top to being a just complete jerk a lot. Yeah. See, now, what I appreciate about that is that I felt like, for some reason, they gave Raphael the only real character trait in the movie because, as far as I'm concerned, Mikey... And Donnie and Leo are kind of interchangeable in this movie. Like, I know they have, like, a moment where, like, Raphael, like, very expositionally says, oh, you're supposed to be the leader. And he's like, I never said that. And it's like, it's like, okay, Leo really hasn't said much of anything leader-like for, like, the whole movie. And, like, Donnie hasn't been, like, playing with gadgets or trying to build stuff. Like, they've all just been clowning and eating pizza. And Raphael's the only one who, like, who's like, you know, I need to take a moment go think about things you know like as sort of like angsty and annoying as it is he's the only one like actually showing any like range of character most i agree with that i agree with that yeah i just think that he's a jerk that's true like most of the movie uh, like he was just kind of rude um but i do agree that everybody seemed like mikey except for Raphael. like all of the turtles were very michelangelo personality wise and you didn't really get a lot of uh differentiation between the other three which i think has been done better since i think they've really played up the idea of like leo and raf having this like struggle between them as like uh it's and it's much more like it's much more of like a brotherly struggle of like wanting to be the best or wanting to be you know want to make you know splinter proud or whatever um and mikey and donnie kind of have their own separate uh, personalities and relationships, but here, yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, so, other than that, uh, yeah, April, April's good though, but she is a little, she, she, uh, and honestly, actually, she, she, she's fine. I think all the other characters, Splinter, uh, April, and Casey, um, and, and Treader, they all do really well. I mean, they, they're all kind of cliches, but again, that's a hard knock to make on a movie that's essentially a parody. So, yeah. I want to say that, like, going back to what you said earlier about tonal shifts. Yeah. This movie was all over the place. It, but, like, there were times when it got... I, I will say this. there were, I, I didn't really find this movie comical. Yeah. I, That's because you're 30-some-odd years old, Andrew. <laughs> well, like, but, like, even then, I didn't find it comical. Yeah. Like, even, like... I didn't find it comical in, in like, you know, just like a kid sense or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, there's action on screen. There's your, there's your favorite Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh, kicking everybody and hitting everybody and wielding weapons around. But, like, when the times it got serious, like, any time Master Splinter was on, was the one scene I love out of this movie was when uh, Splinter was with Raph and he was like, and he was, uh, and he was just talking to him mm-hmm. like after he got home and w- after he lost his eye, like he was, I, I love that interaction between them. 
and I love how how Splinter was that personal with every, with each and every one of them. And that's today to even to this day, it still kind of gets me a little bit. Yeah. Oh. It's a it's yeah. a good use of the mentor uh character. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, and him having kind of a fatherly protection of them. We actually get a really interesting backstory for Splinter here in which he's um he was a rat trained by or raised owned by like a great martial artist who the shredder uh, uh kills and uh the shredder then cuts off part of his ear after and and at some point he's just hanging out in the sewer and finds the turtles but uh uh it makes for a really i don't know if that predated this movie or if that was something i don't know if that's something you look up but it made for the connection between Splinter and Shredder added a little bit of extra dimension there for Splinter showing up or for Shredder showing up. Excuse me. Well, so if you don't know much about the history of the turtles, let me educate you real quick because uh, I just watched that documentary that we mentioned uh, the toys that made us. So uh, the turtles, their, their whole origin story is weird. Started off as two artists just drew turtles one time and made each other laugh and they turned it into a comic book. Just one time to- comic book. Um, they basically didn't think it was going to do anything. And then they got an order for like 50,000 and they were like, well, we can't really do it. Then they got found by some dude who was like, you have something here that we can sell. So they were going to take the comic book and jump directly to toys. But then they were like, these are action figures, so we don't have anything. So they back up, and then they go, we need a TV show. So then they start making the TV show. The classic Simply complaint. in order to sell the toys. Yeah. That's all they wanted was to sell yeah, the that's, toys. Yeah, that's from what I understand, that's the same, um, more or less one of the same premises that happened to Transformers. Yeah. And, um, and cats. The, the tonal shift, knowing the background of the Turtles, for me, I mean, it makes sense to me because it is a dark and gritty start. And then it becomes more humorous and then it kind of dips back and forth. And, and you can have something like the cartoon Batman. I mean, those are very dark, but also moments of like kind of humor, not like LOL type humor, but like the Joker can be funny in a creepy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you can do with the turtles. I want to, I want to point out a cool fact. I do know about the origins of the Ninja Turtles too, is uh, they're, they're, they're loosely a parody of a lot of, uh, comic books that came out around uh, the early 80s. But um, very specifically, they have a lot of elements drawn from the Daredevil um, comic mm. books. Um, there's an implication, if you if you go back, you can actually find it in the panels of like one of their first, of like what the first comic book or the origin story when it's explained, that yeah. highly implies that it's uh, the ooze is in fact the same ooze that blinded Matt Murdock, uh, which is fun. Splinter is a mm. parody of Stick. Uh, yeah, yeah. which is Dare, one of Daredevil's mentors. And then you have the hand is who Daredevil fights. So naturally the, the turtles, they fight the foot. Um, yeah. And um, there's a couple other ones. Like um, there's a, there's a, I think there's a comic called like Cerberus, which is basically like a superhero world with nothing but anthropomorphic animals. I think that was what it was called, but they draw from a lot of those different things to make something different. And it's funny because they did that to be funny. And then non-comic book people essentially took it as legitimate. And so they started making parodies to make fun of the parody. Uh, you had all these like weird, funny spinoffs that you would see in like mad magazine or stuff like that. You know, you have like a, you know, pre-adolescent 
uh, uh, X gene kangaroos, stuff like that, uh, or other stuff. There, there's a whole there's a whole list of them on on, on Wikipedia, and uh, you can find a bunch of other turtle parodies other places. But uh, it seems like a fun idea that just yeah, like you said, just totally took off, and they've made what it made like what five six movies. They've had like five different TV shows. Um, and Boy, then it's like, over do- like dozens of video games. And then like they're up there with Star Wars in terms of like mer- merchandise sales all time. Like, well, and, and the turtles are an interesting, like you can always treat it like Hogwarts and your house. Like, are you a Mikey? Are you a Leo? And, and as a kid, you can, because their personalities are so different, but also so generic mm-hmm. that as a viewer, I can really associate with this particular turtle becoming my favorite turtle and then just being hooked because I, Oh yeah, that's what I would do. Oh, Everybody wants to be somebody, the somebody of the group, right? You right. know, uh, some people might want to be the Donnie of the group, you know, like, Oh, I don't want to have all the stress of being the leader and I don't want to be relied on to be like the, the tough guy, but I can be the smart geek. I can do that. Yeah. I can be the I can be the Joker, you know. I can be the Michelangelo. Um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna I was gonna say something about that. What you just said, now I forgot. But anyway, someone else go. I got nothing else. No, I don't either. I like um, the movie. It's fun. I had Let's the turtle mobile to- toy as a kid. Oh yeah. I had um, several of the Ninja Turtle stuff. I had a. Uh, I had Mikey, I had all of them at one point and they all came with like pizzas, you know, like little like disc pizzas. There was one of them. There was like a, there was a, there was a version of Mikey that came with like a pizza disc shooter. Yeah. You put in the, in the di- and uh, yeah. I remember, I had think that. this is, I think I'm ranking of the right person here is either, it was either my babysitter when I was like four or it was my dad uh, in an effort to make me stop fidgeting or make me stop being annoying uh, held one of my Ninja Turtle pizzas or hostage out the car window while we were driving and i was like no no my would pizza that, don't don't and they were like they're like i'll drop it i'll do it and i was like would no. that tactic work today but sometimes you get a little out of hand david well if i hold a toy to hostage is that gonna calm you down i'll be honest toy story ruined me for toys like yes uh, okay. if you heard if you heard a toy i assume you're an awful person fair Bye, Andrew Andrew. Disappeared. he did sometimes he just vanishes <laughs> What you do? <laughs> but his name's still there. I was just hang on a second. I was just looking. You don't hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. You, you, you just got the video. Your, your video's gone. Bye. We love you. If he comes back and he's green, it's gonna be really weird. Okay, that will be found it. This is well. If it'll show up, will it show up? It's the, this is the pizza thrower. It's too yeah, bright. Yeah, that's it. All right. It's got all turn your brightness down. Turn your brightness. It's the down. focus that needs to change. There it goes. It had it for a it second. It had it. There, there yeah, it goes. That's exactly. Yes. It. And Mikey was yeah. sit back here on the box. Yeah. And it was yeah. shooting yeah. out. Those were the yeah. days. Yeah. Just shooting pizzas, playing Game Boy, house. man. Shooting pizzas, playing Game Boy. It was a great time. Now and we you know what? I would have the sh- I would maybe maybe I'd have the movie on in the background. Maybe. You know, they had all kinds of other characters too. There was like a lizard that had like a roller skate on his tail. Like it's like a chameleon or something who had like a that, who, so like there were all these other like offshoot characters that were in that brand. It was fun. Um, just I don't know, and I want to talk about this too. 
this is kind of one of those things that like a real, I feel like it's going to get a little bit nerdy, but I think there's something really interesting about the turtles as they are sort of like all the different elements that go into them. They are ninjas. They are, they use surfer lingo, right? They all are named after Italian Renaissance painters and they like ride skateboards and eat pizza. Like they are every nineties, like outsider group, you know, there's something about them that like, I think everybody appeals to like there's in this movie, you have like hip hop, you have some, some like rock and roll stuff, you know, and uh, they just kind of like, I just kind of feel like it's interesting. They decided to tap into all of that, all of those different, basically the Ninja Turtles are, are totally a product of like MTV as they would be, as they would become maybe not the comic book, but like as the show went on, it was like the Ninja Turtles clearly do nothing but watch MTV all day. Yeah. And like, I feel like if you created that now, the Ninja Turtles would have to just all be into like social media because there's not that same outlet in that way. So like whatever's on, whatever's popular on like whatever the popular trend is on TikTok or, you know, it would be interesting to go because I haven't watched like the new show or anything like that. So I'm completely out of the loop. I have no idea how they are now. I think right now they're doing like, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they're like teenagery, but the Nickelodeon show it would be interesting to revisit because of how much time has passed since we as now adults uh, had watched that as a kid. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to watch the old show that we grew up with and then go watch a new show because I have uh, parent friends who tell me that they really enjoy the Nickelodeon show. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, and I, and it, I didn't even really think about the fact that like, the surfer voice, like the the the, 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 the sort of you know that, that hey dude, you know what you know, cowbunga, all that stuff. Like I feel like the Ninja Turtles are like one of the last real elements that's keeping that around because like you don't see that in other shows or movies really. Yeah. I thought Even about Barton doing the whole podcast anymore. in a in a in a surfer voice just for this, but uh, I, I figured you guys wouldn't go with it. Maybe when we do Surf Ninjas, you can do that. Ooh. Yeah, we do. A, a, what is the third one? Turtles in Time. I think it's just called Three. <laughs> it's just called is Three. It, does it not have a subtitle? No. no. And not, not to my knowledge, anyway. I don't think there. I think it's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three. Cool. Well, I thought that. Was my good. knowledge. All right. All right. Well, I don't have much else to say. I enjoyed the movie. Um, I would. Watch it again. I think I'll watch it uh, with my son one day, and we'll uh, we'll have a great time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I hope so. Okay, well, let's mosey on along <laughs> to the next part of the show. Which yeah, is that's right. We'll check out. Go ahead. The box office. We'll check out the box office stats. You know, um, this movie had a hard time finding distribution, is what I read. Um, Warner Brothers, MGM, Disney, they were all offered the ability to distribute this movie. But uh, all of them assumed it would be a huge bomb like the uh, Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie that came out in 87. And so, like, none of them wanted to touch it. But so this movie ended up having to be distributed by a smaller uh, studio or smaller organization. Um, and so all this stuff I'm about to read, like, is, is going to be uh, really good for what essentially because of like all the, because of its lack of, of, of real backing uh, is essentially an independent movie. 
um, despite you know being attached to this big franchise name. Um, TMNT or Team Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles debuted the weekend of March 30th, way back in 1995. I'm not gonna lie, boys, I was three weeks old, so I did not. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was a fresh, mm-hmm. fresh little mm-hmm. turtle myself. Yeah, and I wasn't uh, born at all yet. Yeah, you weren't born, Garrett. You were a couple. You're like a. You're like three or four. Wait, you uh, said 1995? No, it was born in 90. No, you said, I thought you said the movie was out in 95. No, no, no. It was, it came out March 3rd, 1990. Okay. That's what I thought. I was confused for a second. Now I understand. Yeah, I was old. And then uh, Andrew claimed that he, w- you went to the theater to see the Andrew movie? was a functioning yeah, adult. He did. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Without question. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, uh, it's opening weekend. It finished number one with a three day total of $25.3 million. And, uh, let's see what else came out that weekend. So, uh, it was the number one movie. Like I said, uh, it unseated the number one, uh, the, uh, the movie from the week prior. That was pretty woman, which brought in 12.4 million, a big, uh, a lot of pretty woman fans out there. You guys ever seen pretty woman? No, I have not. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. It's a good one. I didn't watch rom-coms. I didn't watch them. What's Andrew's excuse? Didn't want to watch rom-coms? You're both weak. I watch them now. You watch, I watch I, them now. I you, saw, want, you were afraid to yeah. embrace the rom-com side of things. Well, that was a different... That was a did different your mom's not watch this movie? Like, that's how I saw this movie as a kid. I'm sure I did, but it. I'm sure they did, but I would leave. I'd go to my room or something. Julia Roberts and Turtles. Richard Gere is mom catnip. I'll tell you that right now. And then I've also watched it with Nikki. We watched it twice in Disney World because it was all we could watch. So, Well, we could watch other things, but let's just they didn't have a lot of channel options. Anyway, uh, at number three, you had The Hunt for Red October starring Sean Connery. Uh, that brought in six point five million. Uh, at number four, Driving Miss Daisy brought in five point one. And at number five, uh, <laughs> I don't imagine anybody's going to remember this movie, but if anybody will, it's going to be Andrew. It's a movie called Opportunity Knocks, starring Dana Carvey, and uh, he plays a guy who uh, uh, sneaks into a guy's house when he's out of town. And that guy's relatives come to visit him, not knowing the other guy's out of town. And so he pretends to be the house sitter and uh, hijinks ensue. It uh, did not sound like a ton of fun for me. No, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so anyway, as you can, as you can hear, no, uh, no, no sequels in the top five that weekend. Um, and I don't even see any sequels that were in the box in the, in the theaters for that week. Um, not, but we will get. We'll come back to that though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would finish with 135 million dollars in the United States over its theatrical run. It would add 66.7 million from overseas, where it, in England it was dubbed Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they thought the word ninja was a little too graphic. Um, uh, and it would bring. Oh, weird. Where, yeah, I know to bring its worldwide total to a 201.9 million dollars, um, which is not bad uh, compared to what everybody thought was going to be a box office bomb. It ended up being one of the bigger movies of the year. So for 1990, the biggest movie of the year was a movie we actually reviewed just last year. I say, well, no, two years ago. I say we. It was just these three, but it was Home Alone. And um, at number two, you had Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze. And then at number three, Dances with Wolves. 
At number four, the aforementioned Pretty Woman. And yes, that's right. The number five movie of the year is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. Um, I'll round out the top six here, the top ten here. But The Hunt for Red October, we came in number six. Total Recall at number seven. Die Hard 2 is your highest grossing sequel of the year at number eight, bringing in $117 million. And then uh, you have Dick Tracy and Kindergarten Cop rounding out the top ten on the domestic side. So Did you just um, give metal horns to Dick Tracy? Okay. <laughs> did, did Andrew, that Andrew out. did that? For our non-visual listeners, or, or listeners, uh, Andrew really just did uh, metal horns to Dick Tracy. Yeah. And Dick Tracy's awesome. Who directed Dick Tracy, Andrew? Warren Beatty. I knew he was going to know that. I knew it. <laughs> but it's got a great cast. Um. So I wanted to mention this for real quick. So you know we're all about we're all about the sequels here, we're all about the 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 the, the, the movies that would go on to, to continue. Uh, 1990 was a big year for sequels. There was a lot of there was a lot. Uh, these are just um, the ones that made the top 50 for the year or the top 100. Uh, you have another 48 hours, Back to the Future Part Three, which you can listen to our review of, The Godfather Part Three, RoboCop Two, Gremlins Two, The New Batch, Die Hard Two, Delta Force Two. The Exorcist 3, Rocky 5, Predator 2, Young Guns 2, Child's Play 2, Look Who's Talking 2. <laughs> That's T.O. Sequels are fully embraced at this Le- point. Leatherface, Leatherface, The Chainsaw Massacre 3, and The Rescuers Down Under. So you know what's crazy year. about the Rescuers Down Under? The first one came out in like the 50s. I know it's a very, very what a big wild gap thing that is between those two movies. Yes, it's very strange, but I like the Rescuers Down Under. It's a lot, it's 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 a nice. Oh, it's movie. better. Yeah, it's better. It's a nice little movie. So it's yeah, right. previous films we visited: Back to the Future, Home Alone. Um, I don't really have very many other honorable mentions this week. Um, Andrew, you don't have to tell us this week. The uh, best picture winner was Dances with Wolves for 1990. Uh, we mentioned it just a minute ago. So uh, that's it for the box office this week. No real special accolades for the Turtle franchise um, or for the Turtle and this particular Ninja Turtle movie. Although it was one of the highest grossing independent movies of 1990. I'll say that. Um, Biggest independent movie of all time or at that point in time is what they said. Which is big. I mean, that's I mean, you know, that's pretty big for a movie that like everybody pan- turned down to, to distribute. Like, man, imagine if Walt Disney or if the Disney World, uh, if uh, if uh, Disney had done it back then, or Warner Brothers had snatched it up back then. Yeah. Who knows how what what would happen? Um, okay, so I'm also uh, running the letterbox game. I won last week when we reviewed the American President, uh, which is a fun movie. Go check it out. Yes. Uh, boys, let's uh, let's give this a shot. We are on letterbox.com. We're looking for uh, the average score amongst fans for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm looking at it now. It's been reviewed by, this is kind of a low rating, uh, 28,192. Hmm. And what I mean by that is that's a not low a lot number of cinephiles appreciate the intricacies. That's a low number of, of people Mutant who have Turtles. rated is what I mean. Not, But only 28,192 people have rated this movie let's uh, let's start with uh andrew what is your guess uh, 
want to give this a 2.6. 2.6. Wow. He's low next. Going low balling, low balling. Low a 2.6 from Andrew. Garrett? Man, that's low, buddy. It's a, this is a three-star movie at least. Um, so, I, think, I think I'm going to go right in the middle with a 3.3. Three. I don't think it's a – I don't think you can talk me into three and a half, but I don't think you can talk me out of going a little higher than three. So a 3.3 from Garrett and a 2.6 from Andrew. Josh? Josh is way up in the lead with the letterbox going right now. So if he gets it here, boy, we're screwed. I don't got that many movies left. Say, sometimes you just got to open up a lead and let it go. You can, you can sue for a recount if you want. Uh, (laughs) 2.9. 2.9. All right. We do have a winner. And that winner did get the exact right score. There's nothing special for getting the exact right score. No, but sadly. We, but, but you do have, uh, you do have style points. Uh, the winner this week, who desperately needed it, was Garrett. Hey, I don't exactly. like the desperately needed it thing yes. there. I don't know it's, if I desperately needed it. Rounded up to 3.3. It's uh, on the website. You can actually get a little like exact score. It's a 3.27. So just barely under that 3.3 mark. So there you go. That is our letterbox win. That brings Garrett's total up to, let's see, uh, eight. So it's Josh has won 11 times this year. I've won nine. Garrett's won eight. And then Andrew dragging up the back with just five. It's been a long time. You don't even need a second hand for Andrew. You just need one hand. (laughs) Andrew, Andrew's last correct guess was when we did the Muppet movie. What? Early part of the year. You're doing been, so bad. He, he's been, he's been, he's been prices is right. He's been he's just uh, taking his time. He's, lo- he's setting his prey. No, this is a long running fact in this show. We know it's because his own rating system is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> He can't possibly guess for other people when his rating system makes no sense. So I, 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 I wrote down my guess before uh, I remembered that I had won last time. Uh, and I had put down just a solid three. So no matter what, mm-hmm. I think Garrett would have won. Yeah. It's a good movie, y'all. Y'all are crazy. People love this movie. That was, good. That was Garrett's first win since The Thing. I don't think a 3.3 indicates that people love this movie. <laughs> they love it for what it is. I'm it's not gonna, like they're giving it they five like star it. ratings, but like they. Look, if, I'll say this: if I see a movie has a, a three or better on Letterbox, I assume it's probably a okay movie. Probably good. Probably good to good to good to okay. You know, or okay to good. You know, if it's yeah. under three, ah, this must not be well liked. Yeah, it's fair. So I'm gonna write down well, Gary here. Well, that's it. What is everyone else? What are we gonna individually rate this movie? I would give it a three. I'm right there with you, me, dog. Yeah, even three. Well, then I'm also giving it a three, so this movie is just a boring three because we all... Boring because we all pick three. I have a feeling this is going to be the highest rated of the three. (laughs) That's probably fair. I've been intrigued. 
Because I, I remember liking the third one the most, but that's just because I was a kid and that would be on the most. I, I never saw the first one or the second one on TV. It was always the third one. Yeah. And so I just remember loving the turtles and not even, I, I genuinely only vaguely remember what the details of the third one are other than they go back in time and are samurais. See, and I only remember the second one. I had a, I had a, I had a babysitter, um, not the same babysitter that held my pizza hostage, but a different babysitter who they had some of the Ninja Turtle movies, but the other kids that were being babysat with me, they only ever had two. They only ever put in, they only ever put in the secret of the ooze. So I've seen that, that, that segment with Bebop and Rocksteady where they're like, Whoa, these guys from WrestleMania. Well, they're not really Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't think there's something else, but you know, I've seen that like a billion times burned in my memory. We'll have to get into one of the secret cameos next week. Uh, cameos. Oh, speaking of speaking of un of un, un, unseen uh, people in this movie, uh, Splinter is both performed and uh, voice acted in this movie by Kevin Clash, uh, otherwise known as Elmo. So that's an wow. interesting little detail. Former Elmo, that is. Why well, yeah, once known as Elmo for reasons that might upset you if you look it up. <laughs> yeah. Womp, womp. So we're done. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, um, end on that note. <laughs> yeah, what a great note to end this on. Um, cool. Well, I just got a new follower on Letterboxd. Hot diggity damn. We'll be back next week with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Um, Ivan Ooze? So get stoked about that. I, I choose to believe that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe is the same one as the Power Ranger universe, yes. Okay. I would watch yeah. that crossover yeah. in a heart. I see no reason not did to. Did you never watch it, the crossover they did with the Power Rangers in space? I did not. Oh, you got to watch it. it do, you remember the, do you remember the live You're action? You're right, they did. They really do exist in the same yeah. universe. There was a live, no, action, there was a live action uh, Ninja Turtle show in the late 90s, um, and uh, they crossed over with the, with the, power, the Space Rangers Power Rangers in space, and uh, it was a pretty wild episode. Uh, I was gonna make, both, yeah. Go I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That's it. Well, I was gonna make a comparison earlier about like the Power Rangers and the Turtles because they do, they are kind of alike in terms of like their their franchisement mm-hmm. because they have so many shows and so many toys, toys, and so many iterations. There's so, there's so much of the line to it. Whoa! There it is. There it is. I, I, I remember watching that episode. I re- I watched Power Rangers all the way up to Lo- all the way up to Lost Galaxy. I was that mm. nerd. That's about where I ended, I think, because yeah, that's the one after space, right? It is. It's one right after space. Yeah, and that's where I started to trail off. And they had the, they had the, they had the special swords and the, the the they were flying around in like a giant uh, space city. It was very interesting. Once you got rid of my originals, I was unhappy. Yeah, that sounds like a Garrett a Garrett opinion. I don't want these, I don't want these new people. I didn't even want I didn't even want Zach, Jason, and Trini to go. Yeah. No, I I, I, I fell out. I was never, I never really watched the Zio, but I came back in with Turbo. I was like, Oh, they got cars now? All right, mm-hmm. let's do this. When when after Turbo a Power Rangers movie came out, I kinda lost interest. Mm-hmm. Well you were well, also kind of wrong. Y'all point. were kinda wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Power, listen, Power Rangers in Space is, is the best one. <laughs> it's a, Andros. Uh, yes! His whole, his whole situation. They, with, the, uh, their, their space hoverboard surfboards? 
Yeah, what was the name of the bad girl? There was like, a, she wore all black. Astronomer, that's it. Astronomer, my wife knew. Yeah, the whole, Power that whole space thing. Is the best I don't one. know if you remember that particular plot line. But and Power Rangers Turbo. Ranger, the Silver Ranger, the best extra color they've ever done. One day we'll we'll talk about the Power Rangers movies, hopefully. Power Rangers podcast. So many, so many Rangers. So oh, there are so many. They still do it. I know. Okay. Um, well, that wraps this up. So we'll be back with TMNT two, Secret of the Use next week. Uh, find us online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, also, check out our Letterbox account. You can follow us on there. Go through our list of what movies we have uh, covered over the years and follow us there um till next time Cowboy. i'm gonna get some pizza booyah <laughs>